get stuck in your head so easily, which is just what you want for a hymn. Because if yes. your congregation is going to have something stuck in their head, mm-hmm. it, it's better. His mercy is more than, you know, Taylor Swift or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And as we know, because there was that day we were recording and every time the cameras went off, we were like, his mercy is more. <laughs> just kept singing it. So we were driving each other insane, but also being encouraged. We're back with another episode of Him Partial, the podcast where we talk all things church music. I am Cara Devereaux. And I'm Oney Funka. And today we will be looking at another modern classic, His Mercy is More. But before we get into today's episode, I just want to say this podcast has been such a blessing to us over the last several months. And it's been a great time getting to know some of you guys, um, some of the listeners from all over the world. Um, And we thank you for listening and are always working to bring you better content. With that being said, we are something of a... um, amateur organization we're not part of a fancy podcasting network nor are we backed by some renowned christian ministry the full range of people involved in the production of this podcast are two of us plus our secret member so some total of three if you do like what you hear and think someone else might be interested or encouraged by our podcast please do share this episode our aim is to encourage um believers as they sing and worship Um, And it would mean loads to us and hopefully our impartial family can grow more and more and we can see more people encouraged by it. That's right, Cara. I fully agree. And if you're new to our channel, go ahead and hit the subscribe button or wherever you listen to your podcast. And be sure to check out our newsletter, which you can get for free 99 at himpartial.com. That's himpartial.com for all sorts of goodies. Just want to clarify that was free 99, not free 99. Yeah, free as in no money from your pockets. So we hinted at today's song in episode 16. And I think um, we asked all of you to guess the song that Cara and I had been singing off camera all day that day. And you guessed correctly. And your prize? Well, Now we're going to give you some background on this song and try to encourage you along the way. So His Mercy is More, it was written, I think, just four years ago. Uh, So when it comes to hymns, this is practically brand new. Is this our most recent hymn we've ever covered? Yeah, most definitely our most recent hymn. So yeah, straight, straight off the, hot off the press. Um. And I think the first time I heard this song was at a conference. I want to say it was the Grace Baptist Partnership Conference, but I'm not sure I'm imagining that or if that was really where I, I first heard it. I think we might have sung it one year. Yeah, it might have been like the first year or something because it's only four years old and there's only been uh, a handful of the conferences. And so, yeah, I think I think maybe the first year this came out then. If you were at Grace Baptist Partnership Conference in recent years and we did sing this song, let us know in the comments because I have a strong feeling that's where I first heard it. And it feels like such a good conference song as well. Um, well, this song, uh, I definitely love to belt out. And whenever the opportunity arises... I uh, pretty much turn into a full on like (laughs) unashamed hand raiser. (laughs) 
So I don't know about you, Cara, if you're similar, but that's definitely I, my experience. I find that it's not very easy to sing this song quietly. <laughs> it's true. It's not designed to be whispered, I guess. Um, so this song was written by two Americanos, Mr. Matt Papa and Matt Boswell. We've mentioned this hymn duo in passing in past episodes, but they have been writing together for a little over a decade. And while they definitely both contribute to the lyrics, their dynamic seems to be that Matt Papa writes the music and Matt Boswell usually contributes heavily to the lyrics. They are kind of like the American version of Stuart Townend and Keith Getty. Mm. Though, fun fact, all four of those fine gentlemen have collaborated on hymns together. Namely, they all worked, or three of them worked on Magnificent, Marvelous, Matchless Love. I don't know if you know this song. but Faintly aware of it. Faintly aware of it, yeah. So Keith, Keith helped in the music um, on that song. And they also collaborated on the song Sing Me the Song of Emmanuel, which apparently took Matt and Matt three years to complete. Wow. Which is, yeah. I guess like Stuart Townend came in at the end and cleaned up some of the lyrics and Keith helped with the composing. So I kind of say they're the American answer, but really we're all into all this, all into this together. <laughs> I love when um, a bunch of good hymn writers that are good on their own uh, mm -hmm. collaborate. It yeah. always turns out well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot, of, a lot of really talented hymn writing um, in in that duo or that quartet. <laughs> so it's it's really nice to see. It's really nice to see. But on their own, Matt and Matt have contributed many excellent hymns to the church over the years, including another hymn partial favorite, "Come Behold the Wondrous Mystery." I love that one. Yeah. So they have quite the CV, the two of them. Now, for this song in particular, the line that got it all kicked off was taken from a pastoral letter by Mr. John Newton. Can you guess which line from the song came from this Newton letter? I've been reading Newton's letters, but <laughs> I cannot think. But it does make me really happy that he influenced it, even though I have no idea how. <laughs> Well, it's kind of like an obvious an obvious answer that you couldn't possibly know, but it's obvious the the line that is taken from Newton's letter is his mercy is more, which is the name of the song. <laughs> oh, that could be taken from anyone's letter, so like any Christian well, could. could it be? I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's true. <laughs> I, I actually looked up the letter. It's not a very long letter. Uh, and I was very tempted to read the whole thing for you just now, but I'll just read a snippet. Well, tell you what, we could put it in the email newsletter, uh, a link to it, if anybody would like to read it. Yeah, That's absolutely. That's a good solution. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and for those of you who are lazy, I'll just read a bit for you now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the recipient of this letter has been anonymized, but really this letter can be for any Christian. And here's a part of the letter containing the title words. It reads, our sins are many, but his mercies are more. Our sins are great, but his righteousness is greater. We are weak, but he is power. Most of our complaints are owing to unbelief and the remainder of a legal spirit. 
and these evils are not removed in a day. Wait on the Lord, and he will enable you to see more and more of the power and grace of our high priest. The more you know him, the better you will trust him. The more you trust him, the better you will love him. The more you love him, the better better you will serve him. Oh, I love it. I love it. The whole like letter it, is fantastic. Put that on your wall. Like, I know. Uh, it really is beautiful encouragement from a pastor. This kind of makes me want to write a song. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It does. It's pretty cool, though, that like not only did Newton write songs, but he's still inspiring them today. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> My husband suspects that this was written to a new Christian. But what I find really interesting about this letter is that you don't really grow out of needing to hear this. Like what Christian is like, oh, yeah, I remember perfectly how much mercy the Lord has. I never need reminding. <laughs> so true. <laughs> no, no Christian actually, you know, would think that out loud. But we know. Any, we Go ahead. Any Christian who thinks that they do know that needs to be reminded of it because... Yeah. If you think you remember, you probably need to be reminded. You probably don't. Yeah, you probably don't. I honestly find that after walking with the Lord for over a decade, this encouragement means more to me now than it probably would have meant back when I was first saved. Now, because of how the Holy Spirit has opened my eyes to who I really am, I start to feel this dread like, how can I be like this? How can I struggle with these sins? And then here comes John Newton and Matt, and Matt Boswell and Matt Papa. And they're like, hold up, hold up. His mercy is more. <laughs> it's so true. Oh, man. I think as well, like, yeah, it, in a weird paradox, um, the more you're sanctified, the more your sin bothers you. So you feel like you're getting worse, yeah. even though you're being sanctified. And yeah. so we need that reminder that, yeah, your sins are many and you're seeing more and more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but mercy's bigger. So yeah. it's it's also the 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 fact that we are becoming more Christ like uh, by God's grace. Um, you know, that means that we're becoming more holy. And so we're more sensitive to how unholy we really are. You know what I'm saying? It's like because we're getting closer to the light, to use that example from a few episodes ago, we're actually starting to see the picture a lot clearer. We're like, wait a minute, I'm covered in mud. I didn't feel that dirty back there when I was in the darkness. But now that I'm closer to the light, I'm starting to see all of the details of all the gook, you know? So, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. So Matt Boswell was reading this letter. And he sent that line to Matt Papa. And apparently this song came together over like text and emails because they live in different states really quickly in just a few months, which I guess that's a quick amount of time for writing a song. (laughs) I would not know, to be honest. Um, But the song itself isn't really long. It's not like it's, you know, seven verses or anything like that. It's very easy to sing. So because of that, I'll fire off the lyrics for your encouragement just here. Okay. So the song goes like this. What love could remember? No wrongs we have done. Omniscient, all knowing. He counts not their sum. Thrown into a sea without bottom or shore. 
our sins they are many, his mercy is more. What patience would wait as we constantly roam? What father so tender is calling us home? He welcomes the weakest, the vilest, the poor. Our sins they are many, his mercy is more. What riches of kindness he lavished on us. His blood was the payment, his life was the cost. We stood neath the debt we could never afford. Our sins they are many, his mercy is more. Praise the Lord, his mercy is more. Stronger than darkness, new every morn. Our sins they are many, his mercy is more. Amen. I'm listening to you read that and I'm like, why are you reading? Sing it, woman. Sing it. (laughs) Sing it loudly. It's so (laughs) tempting because you're like, praise the Lord. You just want to go, you know, go all the way up there. A few things to point out here about the lyrics. It speaks of God's mercy and how completely he wipes out our iniquities. I'm surprised they didn't use the phrase as far as the east is from the west. (laughs) That's how far he's removed our transgressions from us. Yeah. For some of the folks from our old church back home, I'm sure you sung that song in your head because we sang a lot of vineyard songs for a while there. <laughs> I was thinking of the Casting Crowns one. Oh, you know what, though? I think it might be the same version, maybe, possibly. It's an older song, like as in 1998. So I think a lot of people picked it up and recorded it. But if you know that song, leave a comment below. I see you. (laughs) But this song hits similar themes to that song, to that old vineyard throwback. So we have this theme of our sins being wiped out. Well, where is this in scripture? Well, in Micah 719, we read, he will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all our sins into the depths of the sea, which is like a great promise. (laughs) Fantastic promise. Any thoughts on that verse? Uh, Those verses, I guess. (laughs) I love it. As well, like, because I'm interested in really weird random stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Like when you think about the literal sea and like that trench, what's it called? Is it the Mariana Trench? It's like really, really deep. I don't know. There's like this this bit of the ocean that's so deep that nobody's actually ever been all the way down there. Mm-hmm. And if you think how deep that is, like it's even steeper, even deeper without bottom or shore. Like, think about that. That's yeah. like such a great image. It's not even going to, you know, wash up a few months later or something. It's gone. Exactly. That's it. It's gone. As far as the east is from the west, without bottom or shore, it's it's tread underfoot. You know, it's 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 ash. It's, it's dust. It's gone. Yeah. You know, so that's really lovely. Um, in the second verse, um, we see how he's slow to anger. So in C in verse two, they say, "What patience would wait as we constantly roam? We are." always pushing the patience of the Lord with how we sin against him. And he doesn't strike us dead. He still sanctifies us every day. What a patient and loving heavenly father we have. So where is this in scripture? If Cara, you could read second Peter three, nine, I think we'll see this theme there again. Okay. So two Peter three, nine, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, 
but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Amen. Would you say that's the same thing we're singing about in verse two? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I love it. You know, I love scripture. It made me think of um, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing as well, or it says prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Mm-hmm. So I like, do feel it. <laughs> I was thinking of that exact same song as well when I was looking up these verses. You're totally right. Um, but the thing worth noting about these lyrics is that it doesn't stop there. So there are plenty of Christians that are happy to hear about how God takes their sins away and is patient and loving. Those things are true. <laughs> but God's mercy and grace had a cost and we racked up that bill. It was because of us he had to die. So check out in verse three, it says, his blood was the payment. His life was the cost. We stood neath a debt we could never afford. And then we're reminded again, our sins, they are many. His mercy is more. So this is clearly all over scripture. I was trying to like pick one verse. I was like, we'd just be reading the New Testament at this point. But it's the heart of the gospel. And it's why this gospel is actually good news to us. Um, but it made me wonder, Kara, how do you think this theme of being great sinners plays into our modern views of worship, particularly in modern worship songs in church today? So I, I think in the broader church, we don't really like sin. Like it's more sort of our messiness and yeah. our brokenness and our, you know, some people say, oh, our demons and stuff. And yeah. it's like, well, no, it's sin. Yeah. It's outright rebellion against God. It's not like, you know, broken implies, oh, I dropped that glass. Oops, accident. Mm-hmm. Now it's broken. Like we are broken in a sense, but no sin through and through and I think we are very shy of that um and I think maybe it is partly because of the way our modern culture is very about tolerance and not Mm -hmm. judging people and about Mm self-love and you're not really um self-loving or tolerant if you're like yeah I'm a filthy dirty sinner and I deserve death yeah it is unfortunate. I, I, I agree. I, I think it's one of those, it's a, it's a line you could maybe easily pass over in the song, but I was really encouraged to see that it, that it was, it wasn't just, wow, how merciful is our God, but it, to understand that like, you know, like we, I talked about the song uh, a few weeks back, but in how deep the father's love for us, you know, Stuart Town and, points to the fact that it was it was us in the crowd like we yeah. picked up the hammer we we put the nails through his wrist we actually caused that entire scene even though it was thousands of years ago it was our sin that pinned him there it was our mocking voice being like get yourself down like you know we're we're throwing stuff prophesy who hit you you know like that was us that cost is, you know, just to understand that. And it's a, it's a passing thing, but then it's not like, okay, now go feel horrible. It's like, yes, our sins are many, but his mercy, but his is, mercy more. is more. 
you know? So I just really enjoy this song. It's a short and simple song with a lot of encouragement in it. But it has so much depth of truth as well. That's the really beautiful thing about it. It's short, but it's just got so much to it. Yeah. And and I think that is um, just a, a testimony towards how God gifts him writers, you know, because this could have been really complex. It could have been, it could have been seven verses, no shade on long songs, by the way, because we sing plenty <laughs> of those at our church, but it's a simple song and it gets to a simple truth that has a lot of weight to it, that we are very sinful. Um, and we sin constantly, but praise the Lord, his mercy is more. And that's why I think the chorus on this, you know, is so fantastic. It's like, once you sing the verses, you're like, wait a minute, praise the Lord, you know, like, so I think it's just a really well composed song from beginning to end. Um, so I I I love, um, that it's realistic. Like you say, it's realistic about our condition. Yeah. Um, but it, it does have that even musically, you can hear it building up to the praise the Lord. His mercy is more. Yeah. Um, and I really love that about it because, Mm -hmm. I know that there are some circles where we dwell on the fact that we are filthy, miserable sinners, which is not untrue. But sometimes we forget to say, do you know what? It's great. God's mercy is so much more than my sin. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't presume on his mercy, but we're grateful that it's there. We're grateful that it's there. You mentioned the tune, just a little bit on the tune. Um, I think it's a very folksy tune. Yes. Uh, as far as I understand it, Matt Papa composed it and it really sounds like, and you're going to laugh at me if I'm wrong, but to me, it really does sound like an old, like Irish folk tune of sorts. So the first time I heard this song, I was listening to it and I actually turned to my mom. It was at her church. I turned mm-hmm. to her, my mom and I was like, I think I have heard this tune somewhere. Like, cause I'm a fiddle player. So yeah. I have like a whole catalog of traditional music just in my head. Yeah. And I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm like, this tune is so familiar. Like mm-hmm. it sounds like a fiddle tune. I wonder mm-hmm. if they picked it up off of a traditional tune, but that's I really cool. Surprised. I just feel like you could like, you should like have your arms around like your, your partner and you should be like swinging as you sing it or something. It feels very like folksy kind of like, um, yeah, kind of old. You could probably waltz to it. Yeah. Like that, it reminds me of some of the, the French Canadian waltzes. That's what I was wondering if it was the meter that really made me feel that that's why it like that made me feel like it's quite folksy. But um, but yeah, it's it's an easy to remember tune as well. It's easy to pick up if you're hearing it for the first time. And it also makes sense, not that we are keep mentioning them, but it also makes sense that Keith and Kirsten Getty have published this song um, and recorded it many times. It's right up their alley in terms of kind of like the folksy feel of so many of their songs. Um, And really, it's just nice tune on the ears. So you can't can't go wrong with that. (laughs) It gets stuck in your head so easily, which is just what you want for a hymn, because if your congregation is going to have something stuck in their head, Mm -hmm. It, it's better. His mercy is more than, you know, Taylor Swift or something. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And as we know, because there was that day we were recording and every time the cameras went off, we were like, his mercy is more. <laughs> we just kept singing it. So we were driving each other insane, but also being encouraged. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's um, 
an encouraging sort of annoying having it stuck in your head. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very true. So any final thoughts on this hymn, Cara? Just that I love it so much. And the minute the cameras are off, I'm probably going to go and belt it out to my guinea pigs. (laughs) (laughs) They'll appreciate it, but maybe not fully because they can't understand (laughs) English. Um, well, good. That just about wraps up this episode of Himpartial. If you like this episode, make sure you share it with a friend. Uh, we're at Himpartial on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you hate all those platforms, you can sign up for our incredible, magnificent newsletter at himpartial.com. That's H-Y-M-N-P-A-R-T-I-A-L.com. That's a mouthful, but we hope to see you next week. Until then... May the Lord bless you and keep you. Bye. Bye.